and welcome to episode 35 of the Paul Norton podcast. So today's podcast is probably going to be controversial as always, but you know me, I do like um, changing the game a small bit. And today's podcast is about feeling blah, about feeling like a bit just feeling, feeling shit because we've all felt that way before, but no one really wants to speak about it. Everyone is always trying to, you know, be positive and, and, you know, talk about everything else, but no one really wants to talk about feeling shit and what it entails. And to me, like, I feel a bit blah today. You know, I went to the gym, or not gym, went to the park, done a workout, and I done like 10 minutes, and I was just like, I just wasn't feeling it. And I guess with everything that's happening is, you know, lockdown and all that stuff, the world is not normal. So I, I've got a lot of friends back in Ireland and, you know, they're kind of getting back on track and all that stuff, but it's still not normal. You know, everyone was kind of aiming for lockdown and as soon as lockdown finished, they all thought that they would be happy again. But unfortunately, that wasn't the case. You know, it's, it's like everything. We hold on to some sort of like, fantasy or some sort of a, a goal and we get there and then it's like oh this is it it's it's kind of like when you've been working all your life you know six five years for retirement you get to retirement and you're like oh now what do i do and it's exact same as that so for me it's really important that i talk about like how we're feeling because no one really talks about feeling a bit blah Everyone always talks about the positive side and like the fitness side and, you know, do 10 burpees and, you know, have your protein up high and all that stuff. So today I'm going to break down everything from feeling that way because I felt this way before. So it's not the first time I felt this way, but again, I looked for podcasts online and again, no one really wants to speak about it because it's kind of trying to put like a blanket over it, but Fortunately, you have to talk about it because the world at the moment is not, you know, it's a bit strange. And it's not going to get back normal for a wee while. So we have to kind of adapt to conditions around us. So when we're looking at, you know, health and fitness, it's not just about, it's not just about, you know, your calories or your training or your nutrition. You know, it's, it's a lot more to that. And your mindset, your mental health is so important. And even if you can't, you know, hit a certain goal, the biggest thing I can say to you is just try your best. You know, let's say in Australia going through lockdown, um, you know, I'm not expecting anyone to break any records. I'm not expecting anyone to, you know, be, do PBs or I'm not expecting anyone to, you know, have the workouts 120% because home workouts suck to me they suck to be fair some people love them but it hasn't got the same feel as you know um, being out and about in a gym or in a class but if you have the motivation to do it that's perfect some people do some people don't for me personally I don't have the motivation for home workouts so I find it very hard to get myself revved up even when the gym's open I find it very hard to get myself you know in a positive mindset in the gym that's why i do crossfit but 
it's important that we're just doing our best. A lot of people try do the devil and then they expect too much. And then as soon as they hit a bump, they give up and fail. And this probably ha has happened to you as well. Think about the last time you, you were aiming for a goal, whether it be a weight loss goal, whether it be a job goal, whether it be like a relationship. And you were trying your best, you were doing everything. And then the guy broke up with you. Or you got fired. Or you didn't fit that dress. Just think about how that felt. And that's what we're all trying to do our best. We're all trying to like expect. We're trying to expect, like expect that the relationship's going to work out. We're going to expect that we're going to have the job for life. We're going to expect that if we can be good for a few weeks that we're going to lose that weight. We're going to drop a dress size. Same as lockdown. We kind of expect that as soon as lockdown is over, we're going to be back happy again. That's not the case. Again, no one wants to speak about this. Everyone is trying to sugarcoat it and, and kind of forget about it. But we can't. This whole thing, lockdown thing here is going to be, it's not going to go away anytime soon. And even when things are open up, what's going to be the new normal? When is the world going to get back to normal? Not for a long time. So we have to adapt to all that stuff and realize that, you know, it is what it is, but it's okay to feel shit. But once we're trying to do our best, but not expecting for everything to fall into place. Let's look at weight loss and fat loss as a good example. How many times have you done a weight loss plan? Have you done Weight Watchers, Slimming Club, Slimming Worlds? I watched my mum for years do Slimming Clubs. Weight Watchers do all the diets, the herbal teas, the you know the shred bars, all this stuff, and I've seen it time and time and time again. And she used to get results, then fall off the wagon. Get results, fall off. Get results, fall off. Get results, fall off. It's just a massive vicious, vicious cycle. But imagine if my if my mum had looked at it this way. Rather than trying to get, you know, to do the six-week challenges or the 12-week challenges, imagine if she was to look at just improving her life, improving her health and fitness, not putting the end date on it. See, we're all so good at, like, let's say this, you've, you've felt this way for years. So whether you're carrying some extra weight, whether you're not confident in your own skin, whether your sex life or sex drive hasn't been you know, good in the last couple of years. You felt this way for a couple of years. Haven't just happened in 12 weeks. So why is it that when we look to improve our health and fitness, we always go for the three week or the four weeks or the eight weeks or the 12 weeks shred plants? You know, I was, took me about two years to get to where I am now. I was, two years ago, I was about 108 kg and in the last two years, I've lost about 28 kg. And I could probably lose another five, six, seven, eight kg to get where I want to be. That's over two years. But a lot of people will, you know, they will be feeling this way for a certain long time. They'll look up and they say, Jesus, today I'm going to do, I'm going to get a coach. I'm going to do a four-week shred plan or an eight-week shred plan. I'm going to sign up for 12 weeks. And then as soon as that 12 weeks is up then, then they blame the coach because he's a shit coach because he hasn't got the results. No. 
if any coach tells you that you know 12 weeks is you're going to get results that's not a good coach any of my clients i work with it is never 12 weeks you're not going to change your life in 12 weeks you have to put in the work if you felt this way for the last couple of years you're not going to change that in 12 weeks or even six months for that matter and that's the news that i need to tell you because so much coaches you see online will spread this bullshit of happy clappy you know positivity and say oh you know let's do a four-week shred plan or an eight-week shred plan or a 12-week shred plan here's the facts when you diet your body is going to fight back so let's say you diet for six weeks when you diet for six weeks that's your shred plan is done as soon as you start eating normal food again your body is going to make you gain back that way twice as fast twice as quick think of any diet you've done any kind of a plan you've lost the weight but it's come back on there's a reason for that your body is smart you're trying to you know quick fix your body you're trying to starve your body imagine this the excess body fat in your body is belong to your body so when you go on a diet strict your calories you lose fat your body is saying you stole my fat you're a thief your body wants to get that fat back so it's going to try fight you with every possibility it's going to make you feel hunger it's going to make you doubt yourself and as soon as you finish that diet as soon as you finish restricting your calories it's going to put that weight on back twice as quick it's smart it wants to get back that fat stores and get the fat back as fast as possible your body is very smart what you have to do is you have to look at the long game so it's not pretty i've got clients with me with me for 12 months you know 14 months minimum six months and we'll get their food in order get the train in order and we'll restrict their calories to a certain point maybe as low as 1500 at some point but what happens is we get the 1500 and there's this thing called metabolic appetite uh, tongue twister basically I can't get the word. Every time I say it, I just get muddled up. Basically, your your metabolic rate will adapt. So as you restrict your, your food intake, your body's smart. It needs to start saving energy. So it's going to reduce your BMR, which is your basal metabolic rate, which is basically the amount of calories you burn at any given point. It's also going to decrease the likes of your activity. So you're like your, they call it knee. So fidgeting, you'll always notice that if you're on a diet, you'll fidget less, you'll move less, you want to do you know, a lot, a lot, you won't move in the bed as much because your body's adapting. So eventually your body's going to adapt. So then that 1500 calories, you're not going to lose any more fat. So what you have to do then is, is start manipulating your body. So again, look at changing your activity, maybe doing, getting your knee up different workouts you know different kind of resistance training and then slowly increase your food slowly maybe 50 calories a week slowly 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 so as you can see you're now your metabolic rate has gone from like 1500 calories to now after like five six seven months it's back up at 2000 calories with no fat gain probably muscle gain toned up but again so much coaches will try go for the quick fix because I could make anyone lose 10 kg in 12 weeks easy peasy but guess what after them few weeks they leave me 
they have a background that way twice as quick. That's not what I'm about. Here's a good example, great example. I do a 20 day body confidence challenge. There's space available and um, if you want to join, do let me know, bit of a plug there. But when I do a 20 day challenge, it's a stepping stone for someone to start improving health and fitness. Now, one, let's, I've got two, two clients, great examples. The last challenge I done, one client lost about 1.52 kg over the four weeks, which is really good. That same client came on board to my one-on-one program and she's with me for the last seven months. In the last seven months, she's dropped like, you know, four or five kg, but she's dropped like two or three dress sizes, bra sizes, like her whole body has changed shape, maybe like one dress size, but her whole body has changed shape. Now, another person who done the challenge, done the challenge and they lost about six and a half kg. Very good, amazing effort. But they did not continue because they lost six and a half kg and they thought their life was complete. They've lost the weight to feel good. So they just didn't continue on. I was talking to this, this person last week. Since the time she done my challenge, she has gained in excess of 14 kg. 14 kg. So she lost six to then gain 14. Again, quick fixes don't work. Shred plans don't work. When I do my challenge, it's a stepping stone to educate people how to have a better relationship with food, training, build habit, and then build into the bigger picture. When you start looking at quick fixes, you're gonna go downhill. Like that first client, a great example, lost a kg, kg and a half, but now look at her, transformed her whole life. So when you try to get these quick, fast results, it goes nowhere. Do the small things, don't expect Again, two clients there. One expected to change life in four weeks. One expected to build habits to just improve her life in four weeks. That's the difference. That's the mindset. If you're trying to undo, you know, trying to fix years and years of your body feeling a certain way, it's a risk for disaster. And it's why you keep on doing the diet and the diet and the diets and go from coach to coach to coach. It's a vicious circle. You need to have that consistent support. And I know how hard it is to get good coaches because, Jesus, I have struggled so much to get good coaches. I've got a really good coach at the moment. You know, if I've had the same coach for the last two years, and that's a great sign, but it's hard to get a good coach that actually cares. A coach that, that tries to get you for a 12-week shred plan, it's not going to work. You're not going to change your life in 12 weeks. You have to give it time. You have to be able to drop body fat. You have to be able to let your body adapt. Then you have to look at increasing your, your metabolic rate, increasing your food, increasing everything, your activity, your lifting weight, your resistance training, building muscle. Again, it sounds a bit like a, a tricky, tricky, but it's not tricky once you know the basics, right? And again, as a female, understand your cycle, huge part. But again, no matter what age you are, the basics still applies. So this whole stigma that the older you get, the harder it is to lose body fat. And that is kind of false. There's no really definite studies. As you get older, your metabolic rate can drop slightly, but it's not enough to use the excuse that I'm old now, I cannot lose weight. I've got a client at the moment who is 69 and she has 
since starting at me, she went from 103 kg to 70 kg. Six to nine years of age. Like that's over 33 kg. 33 kg six to nine years of age. So someone tells me that they're too old to lose weight. Nonsense, it's a story we tell ourselves. Again, no one really wants to put these truths out there. But we have to understand that sometimes you have to hear the hard truths. Same as feeling happy all the time. You can't expect to be happy the whole time. You can't expect not to have bad days. When you do any kind of weight, like I've had more bad days than good days. I've had, you know, for every good day I've had, I've had about five, six bad days. Like without a doubt. So you have to expect bad days. If there's no bad days, you can't expect good days. You can't expect everything to go smooth and dandy. You can't expect to have a perfect relationship. Like every day is going to be perfect because it's not. You can't expect to be in a job that you're going to have great clients or great bosses because you're not. You can't expect to drive on the road and not have traffic or have like, you know, not so good drivers. You can't. So we have to get out of this whole mindset that, you know, the world is a perfect place because unfortunately the world is not a perfect place. And the sooner you realize that, the better your mindset's going to be for the long run. And I guess that's the whole point of this podcast today is just to, you know, there's no really script to it. There's no schedule. It's just like helping you understand that bad days are going to happen no matter what. So there's no point fighting it. But with your expectations, never set them too high because when you expect things, this is in my journal today, every morning I do a journal. And I think today's one was, um, expectations are the killer of dreams. Like if you expect to win the lotto, if you expect to find the perfect partner, if you expect to live happy ever after, if you expect that you're gonna you know, have a nice house in the countryside with a couple of, you know, chickens and goats. It's never going to happen. Like, you're going to keep on wishing for something that's not going to happen. You can't expect things. Things have to happen. Like, you know, that's like me saying, you know, I'd love if I had a... That's like me expecting everyone to listen to this podcast. No one could listen to this podcast. This podcast could be a complete dud. This podcast, no one could listen to it. But I'm still here talking to myself. I don't expect people to listen to it. You know, if I can get one person to listen to it, that's fine. But I don't expect it. I don't expect to do well this week on my weight loss. I don't expect to, you know, be the next, you know, fitness guru. I don't expect things. Things just have to happen. You have to do the small little shitty things first. You have to do all the niggly gritty stuff. It's like me doing live videos on Instagram. This week I've done two of them and do another one after this. But they're not pretty. But I keep on doing them. I don't expect people to come to my lives. I don't expect people to give me praise. I just do it. And it's the very same as what's going on in the world is that, you know, when we look on social media, everyone is like trying to be happy, clappy and, you know, all this stuff. And when we see all that stuff, we then expect ourselves to be happy. It's like, why aren't I happy? Why can't I be like that person? That person is doing home workouts. She's doing burpees. She's bicep. She's doing bicep curls with bottles of water. She's doing squats with her cat. Why can't I do that? And then you start to compare yourself. 
and then you start to put expectations that you know if she can do it you can do it and that's the hardest thing about what we see on social media with everything being so happy clappy is that we then find ourselves comparing we then find ourselves expecting to be like this person and i'm quite honest with my podcast with my videos with my social media nothing is happy clappy what you see online like a lot of coaches are going over tops off a lot of coaches doing this and that but it's not reality if i was to get fixed on every coach i see with a six-pack and expect that i should be like that i'd have a very sad life it's uh, just not for me and then i find myself doubting myself when you see people on social media whatever influencers you know doing the home workouts showing off their six-pack you know doing the poses with the with the tight leg and stuff you then find yourself comparing and then you find yourself like expecting yourself to be like that well if she can do it i can do it and then what happens is you try your best and you end up failing and you go back to square one never set your expectations too high never set your expectations on other people and what they're doing what they're doing they're doing that doesn't mean you have to do it doesn't mean that what you do is not right just because everything you might see on social media is like you know the world is perfect that doesn't mean that you have to feel every day is perfect now obviously if you're going through hard times and you know you've got mental health issues it's important that you seek professional help but it's also important to know the differences between feeling good but then expecting yourself to feel good because if you expect yourself to feel good every single day it goes into a bit of a vicious circle and it's why it's something i realized you know during this lockdown the last couple of weeks is that you know back home in ireland when they had lockdown it was good for, it was easy for us to kind of look from the outside and say oh, it's not that bad but then as soon as we're now inside looking from the outside at their back kind of going normal it's like it's a different situation and i suppose i was in the mindset that you know oh lockdown i expect to be not so bad but now that i've in that situation like my expectations have changed completely so it's important that i don't try be someone else that i'm not if i'm not feeling good if i'm feeling like we have a bad day i'm going to say it because if i feel it i know you could be feeling it or you have felt it now whether you're in ireland or uk or america or new zealand or australia or timbuktu or the moon doesn't matter where you are doesn't matter what your situation is at the moment the world as it says before it's not normal it's going through a bit of a phase a lot of stuff happening all over the world it's not going to be normal for a while so it's okay to feel a bit anxious it's okay to feel a bit weird it's okay to just feel like down have a bad day go get your onesie have some ice cream have some chocolate it's not the end of the world but the biggest thing is just to set yourself some mini goals just do something do some walks listen to the podcast you know do some squats at home do some yoga do some stretching it doesn't have to be pretty it doesn't have to be like perfect but if you can work on doing the small things and always have something to work towards it means that you're always going the right direction it's when we try to go flat out for you know a few weeks and we try to burn ourselves out restrict our food and we're trying to do a million workouts in the bedroom we're trying to do this and that two weeks in we shit the bed and that's it back to square one again 
But what if you took a step back and just kind of rewind a bit and just say, actually, I know I'm not going to get a six pack in the next year. I know I'm not going to drop 25 kg this year. But what I am going to do, I'm going to walk every day. I'm going to manage my food as best I can. I'm going to maybe do sit-ups every day. Do you know, I know I'm not going to 20, 25 kg. But how about this? How about I aim for, do you know, improving my food, improving my exercise, improving my sleep, reducing my stress, and then things will happen. But when we're trying to chase any kind of number of goals, it's a recipe for disaster. My clients have got the best results when they don't expect results. And I can't get over like this mind shift. It just blows me away. Every single time I take on new people, I've got two groups of people. I've got one group who will come up and they'll think they'll They'll have so much ego that they'll think they're going to change the world in 12 weeks. They're going to get all the results. And guess what? They shit the bed and crash and burn. Another group of clients who come on and they just come on to improve their life, to improve their confidence. Yes, their main goal is to lose 10, 15 kg. Their main goal is to drop a dress size. Their main goal is to you know drop body fat, maybe get lean. But their approach is it happens when it happens. If... If they were to rush them results, it wouldn't happen. So every time someone has that mindset of trying to rush results, they don't get there. They just keep on failing, failing, failing because they're in a shitty mindset. Whereas the ones that look at the bigger picture, come on board, do things right. Don't put a time frame on it. What it takes is six months, 12 months. It's the best investment you'll ever put into your health and fitness. And then they get results. I've got one girl at the moment and she is down she's with me about nine maybe ten months now probably about ten months and she is like nearly tipping 20 kg mark 20 kg that is like extraordinary results for nearly a year like extraordinary now if she was to come on board and try lose that in 12 weeks what would have happened exactly she wouldn't have done it she would have completely flopped that's the difference. Difference is the long game. When you start a new job, you don't expect to be promoted in the first week. You don't expect to, you know, get a pay raise in the first week. When you start dating, you don't expect to get married the next day. You don't expect then to have babies the next day. You take your time. You let it unfold. You rush things, it's going to bite you in the arse. And again, these little hard truth to sometimes what we actually need because a lot of people are afraid to just speak. They're trying to, I keep on saying a sugarcoat the issue and this is just coming from how I feel this week and what I'm seeing on social media is everyone's trying to play the happy card and oh, it's okay, it's just be positive. There's only so much being positive that you can do. You have to take the negatives. You, there's no positive or negative. And I'm a big advocate of being positive in a person. And people said to me, Paul, how are you so positive? And I said, to be honest, I'm not. I have more negative shitty days than I have positive days. But you don't see them. You see bits like this podcast and you see a lot of stuff now that I'm actually being myself. But you can't expect positivity without negativity. No one really wants to say that. 
So anyone that tells you that they're positive every single day, every single week, is talking nonsense. You can't, you can't have the two. It doesn't work. It does not work. It's like um, it's like having a head with no shoulders or a head with no neck. It doesn't really work. You have to have two, like you know, to work together. So phrase same as that. There's no bad without good. There's no positive without negative. So if we were to dive a little bit deeper before we go into that when you're in a relationship you know great example we always expect um support and praise but as soon as we get some like negative feedback or we get something you know to disagree we tend to like it all offensive why is that so look think you're think of your relationship now or past that it's really good to get praised you love when your boyfriend you know rubs your hair or tells you you're beautiful but then as soon as then your boyfriend might say something that you don't agree with, you feel like the world's crashing. And it's happened to me a few times as well. But if you were to realize that, you know, I'm getting all the comments, at some stage I have to get some criticism as well. Like there's no, there's no um, compliments or criticism. They have to be hand in hand. So if we're expecting, expecting, you know, praise the whole time, and then as soon as we get criticism, we just completely, you know, gets to our head, disaster. We have to expect both. Same with you. You have to be able to give your partner praise and criticism. That's how it works. That's that's a healthy relationship. You know, positive, negative, good, bad, criticism, praise. It works hand in hand. Anyone, anyone tells you that their relationship is perfect, that, you know, there's never any criticism, again, lies it doesn't work so just think about that just think about the last time your relationship criticism and and praise and how you felt and now going forward how would you deal with it differently it's just them small tips that's going to make the difference because as i says fitness is not just about calories and training and, and nutrition and stuff like that it's about the bigger people about your whole life there's no point trying to feel good in your own skin again to lose weight because why do we why do we lose weight we lose weight to feel good in our own skin but you know it all intertwines with everything we just spoke about in this podcast the whole shebang so if this podcast can help you in any shape or form like please share it on your stories because when you share this you know the feedback i get is amazing i know it helps so much people like i've helped people in so many shapes and forms from you sharing these so you know please do share on your stories if you need any help dm me if you're looking for help whatever your health you know fitness mindset something to talk to just give me a message on instagram you find me paul norton fitness you know all that stuff but again i love doing these podcasts i love talking and i really hope that this was a little bit of a nugget that you need in the right direction as always take care